All right, so you gentlemen ready to roll? Yeah, Let's man. Rock and roll it. This is tremendous. I've got uh, I've got Blind Melon. I've got Blind Melon zooming right now. Travis and uh, and Christopher, how we doing? Doing great, you know. Doing great, man. Happy let's, to be here with you. Let's start with uh, Christopher. Where are you joining us from? And then Travis. I'm in Joshua Tree, Joshua Tree, California. Okay, where you have a studio, correct? I do. I have like a, a house over that way, about 500 feet or something. And then here's a separate cabin studio. And you've recorded uh, Blind Melon records there as well as uh, other artists, correct? Well, yeah, a bunch of other artists. But Travis, Travis is really the only person from Blind Melon who's worked in this studio. Like we've been working the last year and he's come out and, and we've been working. But the rest of the guys were literally on their way here. Like we were three, four, five days away from everyone getting on a plane. Um, but everyone was coming out to finish the record. You know, like everybody else, we're just going to continue and we're making the record remotely. But that was, that was the plan. Of course. And uh, Travis, where are you? You're at Central Coast, correct? Yeah, just, just north, uh, you know, where you guys are at. I'm up in San Luis Obispo. Okay. And how's the, uh, how's the quarantine life treating you, my friend? You know what? I mean, honestly, other than, you know, hiking and, and, and running on the beach, you know, I can't do that. But my routine is pretty much stayed the same. Um, I just, I really, you know, for, you know, for me, you know, staying sober and, and health, I just have to keep, you know, staying healthy. So I, like I worked out today, exercise, worked on my record. Um, but I, I just kind of keep the same routine, man. I mean, it's like Christopher's saying, you know, we, we were really looking forward to doing this record. You know, we were all going down to Joshua Tree, and then this thing hit. You know, it was yeah. this unprecedented thing that happened. And, uh, you know, it kind of took the wind out of the cells a little bit. But, uh, you know, um, I, I think considering the, the, the circumstances, we're, we're hanging in there, man, just like everybody else. What is it like navigating through this? Now that you mentioned your sobriety, does it make it more challenging? Does it empower you during this time? Um, really for me, man, I mean, not, not to get too crazy with it, but, uh, you know, for me, I, I have a relationship with God and that's, you know, as long as that's, that's healthy, uh, for me, um, I, I, I kind of noticed when tragedies hit a lot of people that, that have a relationship with God, uh, uh, you know, kind of dig in deeper. So, um, I don't really fear things, um, you know, with, 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 with God on my side, but, um, you know, sobriety, it's, it's, it's kind of interesting because most of my peers uh who who, who struggle with drugs and alcohol uh, it, it's it's an ongoing battle sure and uh, i've been sober for two years and i don't crave it uh i i'm i'm very fortunate i was i used for about 26 years of my life started That's amazing yeah man so i'm very grateful i'm very grateful to god and, and, and to sobriety but uh you know like i said music working out you know, I read scripture. I, I just try to stay as healthy as, as I can. Uh, and, and that keeps me kind of going, you know. That's great. How about yourself, Christopher? How are you staying grounded during this time? Well, you know, like kind of like Travis said, um, and I almost feel guilty for saying this, but, you know, besides what's happening on the outside, in my little universe right here in Joshua Tree, my life is the same. <laughs> you, know, you know, my son's been homeschooled for the last, I don't even know, however many years. So 
Um, my wife is here always. I'm always here. I always work, you know, right there is my house. I could see them. I, I come here every day. I work on music and then I go over there for dinner. I make dinner and then come back over here and work <laughs> on that. You know, it's like, yeah. So, you know, my daily life hasn't changed. Um, what did change is I would say the first couple of weeks of this happening, I was paralyzed by news and fear. Me and, too. You know, you know, and, um, I thought, oh, this is going to be a great opportunity. I'm going to write all these songs. And, you know, finally, I don't have any deadlines. But honestly, I was paralyzed by just trying to, you know, take in as much information as possible and finding out, you know, who's trustworthy, who's not. And, okay, I'll listen to, you know, I'll listen to him. He's a doctor. And so I've just finally recently got, got back into sort of settling into my normal workflow, I would say. But I would say the last couple of weeks have been, um, I came over here every day and tried to work and I would work a little bit, but man, I was just so damn distracted and just annoyed and in fear. You have to turn it off. And that's, I can't begin to tell you, man, how much I can relate to that so much. So, um, I was in that exact same place, bud, the same exact place. And then I had to find it within myself and make spiritual connections, much like Travis mentioned where I was able to kind of rebuild. I've been slowly picking up the pieces again since, uh, since around my 50th birthday when I last talked to you. It's a real discipline, you know, it's a real discipline, but I had like a, I had an amazing moment one night. I just was so stressed out and I just, and I just was trying to think like a 14 year old and I'm like, I'm just going to go listen to records. Yeah. And you know what? And for me, it flipped the switch and, um, I started realizing I'm going to wake up every day and, um, and listen to music immediately because that gets me in the right side of the brain. It gets me out of the wrong side, the left side, and it just gets me right into creative mode. And, I just, and it's a discipline to not wonder what's happening in the world right now today. And I just said to my wife, tell me if we get bombed. Tell me if something explodes. Other than that, I, don't want, I just don't want to hear about it. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? It's just, and if I've got you know, a fever and a cough, I'll let you know. <laughs> yeah, that's it. That's, that's all I want. Because the daily uh, intake of the amount of misinformation confused with the right information, I just got overwhelmed. And, and what a time, as you mentioned, because yeah. you guys were you know, all geared up to get back together and everything and start recording. Tell me, uh, yeah. what has it been like getting everyone back together and recording new music for the first time in years? You know, a lot of people kind of, they don't realize that, that we have been together you know, this, this incarnation of the band has been together for, for, you know, 11, 12 years. Exactly. And we, there were many years and I'm not going to get into the reasons why I think there were many different reasons why, but, uh, we just weren't create after the four, my friends record, we weren't creating new music and everybody kind of went off and did other things. Then it was time to tour, you know, we come together, but we, we, kind of just we're, we're playing the old catalog and, and not really much new material. So um, the new material that we have created for this record, I mean, I, I'm, I'm a little biased, but I think it's, it's some of the best work ever uh, that that's come out of the cattle, the blind melon catalog. And I know that's kind of ballsy to say, um, and I'm a huge <laughs> blind melon fan and a huge right. Shannon Hoon fan. Um, I just feel like, and I've thought a lot about this actually, like, where everybody's at in this band, I mean, everybody's just matured and we've grown and we've been through hell. Uh, we've been through so much as, as brothers and, and, and band. And um, 
I just feel like we're creating the best music that we've ever created. And, uh, and that goes for everybody in the band, uh, Christopher and, and, and myself and even Raj. And, and uh, so I'm very excited. I mean, we've released a couple of singles, um, um, but, but the rest of the album, I'm just, I'm, I'm thrilled about it. I, I think That's it's awesome. something just the best thing I've been a part of. And, uh, of course, you know, you're eager and I, you know, I want to get it out there, but, um, uh, you know, again, this, this, this circumstance, it's, it's unprecedented. And so I think, you know, Christopher brought up a good point while ago. And I think, you know, I have done quite a bit of writing, uh, in the last month. And I think you can just pull from so much. I think it's just, a you look at life from a different perspective. I mean, we've never really been in this boat and, uh, you know, have a lot of self-reflection and what really matters to you because yeah. the world does end or our economies drop out, like, you know, what really matters to us. And, and so I think, you know, as musicians and artists, you can put that into the music. Uh, but, uh, I, I'm very excited for the new music and I'm, I'm, excited for you to hear it and everybody else man so yeah yeah i'll tell you just based on the singles that i heard it really sounds like yeah it sounds like you're a strong you mentioned it though just whether it's age or or just experience but you sound like a stronger unit and you've really come into your own within the band i i've heard that Thank just, you. just the last couple of songs you've released i'm like whoa there's just it, it just it's more vibe and it's more cohesive and I feel that just as a listener and a fan. Man, I appreciate you saying that, brother. Truly, man. Thank you. I agree with you know with Travis. Um, it's been tough. You know, we we made that record in two thousand and seven and two thousand eight for my friends, and you know sometimes a band takes a you know many times bands get it together before the public knows about it. You know what I mean? And they kind of yeah. work out all the details. For my friends is a brand new band in a sense, mm -hmm. but with the expectations of us trying to follow up the older catalog, you know I what I mean? I remember that very well. That, you know, and you know what? There's amazing moments on that record that I'm so proud of. For my friends, the actual song hypnotized two of my favorite songs in the entire Blind Melon catalog. I can honestly say that. As an, as an entire piece of work, I feel like we missed in the sense yeah. that I think we were excited and wanted to get out there and go on tour. So we just wanted to get a record done and get out there. Yeah. So, you know, cut to 12 years later, and quite honestly, a big part of the band's growth and the difference is honestly, you know, Travis being sober and, you know, his relationship with God and all of that has been the most profound, incredible thing for us as a band and as brothers, you know, so that's, that's also a change. You know what I mean? That's also something. So, well, you're working with a different person when you get sober and you, you obviously walk a different path. You're introduced to a different human, right? Yeah, and we saw, we're talking about like, like you, like you're not there, Travis, but you know, we yeah. saw all this talent in 2007 <laughs> when we met, when we met Travis, you know what I mean? And uh, it was undeniable. He had an exceptional talent. You know what I mean? And, I remember um, hearing it for the but, first time. Yeah. I mean, it was exceptional, but, you know, um, and it's not just his fault, but, you know, there was just so many growing pains within the band and, uh, you know, other band members. And, you know, we had a lot of issues. All of those have disappeared. This band is, has never been uh, more cohesive and more in love with one another, so to speak. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. It feels like a love fest. And, mm -hmm. the, and like, you know, the last couple of weeks before the guys were all coming out here, it just was a love fest, you know? Travis was delivering these incredible songs and Rogers is like, 
oh, I just, you know, did this guitar part, check it out. And everyone's kind of communicating remotely before the guys were going to show up. So now right. we're just going to continue. Now we're just going to continue the process. Yeah. So we're going to record remotely. Everyone sends in their stuff. I'll wind up mixing stuff. And, uh, you know, and, and that's how we're going to continue. So, I mean, but honestly, we're dying to get back out there and to, and to play again. We, we feel, I honestly feel like Travis said, it just feels, we feel like we're in a fantastic spot brother yeah. wise i would say and, and what pressure i mean i'm not gonna yeah obviously your history as you mentioned with alcohol dated before blind melon travis but i can't imagine the pressure of filling in for i mean i worshipped shannon hoon when i was younger and i listened yeah. to this band and christopher's music you know dating back to my time here in san diego and first living down in mission beach and me and my homies just black getting stoned and listening to blind melon records it was just part of our trip yeah. And uh, I can't imagine having to fill in for those shoes, you know, for platinum band with you know, all the success and accolades they received. That'd be enough to drive me to drink, man. So that, yeah. being, that being said, what was it that ultimately led to your sobriety? I'm curious. That's a great question. Um, well, you know, going back to what you said earlier, you know, I think I was so just, you know, I, like I was saying earlier, I started using it at a really young age and it wasn't abnormal. I mean, I was smoking pot and eating mushrooms with my dad at 14 years old. I just, you know, I would go, we'd go out to Sunday Canyon in, in the Panhandle of Texas and I would eat mushrooms with my aunt Debbie and my dad. And, and it just, I mean, we ate acid with my dad. And so it, it just, that, that was very normal and kind of what started out is fun. And just like you, I did the same thing. I was listening to blind melon and rage and tool and, you know, all that. And, you know, what started out as just having fun, um, there becomes that point when you stop doing drugs and alcohol and they start doing you. And, and because I had started so young, by the time I hit my early 20s, you could already see that, the, the, you know, it was, it was hitting me much worse than people that started a little bit later. And so, you know, I'd gone to rehab for the first time uh, in 2007, actually right after I got into Melon. Damn. And, uh, yeah, man. It, and, uh, during the making of the for my friends record, and I just hit a bottom and, um, I, what I thought was my bottom come to find out it wasn't. And so, you know, I battled after that point, uh, for years, uh, I get clean. And when I say get clean, I was still taking like Suboxone, which is, you know, an opiate blocker to get right. off opiates and, uh, or I'd be on psych meds. So in actuality, I wasn't really sober. Um, right. I was still on, you know, substances. And, um, but to answer your question, um, you know, at the end of 2017, um, you know, I got back on, on speed and, and heroin and, uh, and I just, it, it, it got to the point where it just wasn't fun anymore. I wasn't being creative. I wasn't really writing anything, you know, you know, good at least. And, um, I was doing a lot of fiddle caking with electronics and just, just not in a great headspace. And, and it wasn't taking my anxiety away like it used to. And it just wasn't working for me yeah. anymore. And so early 2018, um, you know, I remember getting a hold of the band and I kept it a secret from those guys. I think they knew that something was going on. They didn't really necessarily know the details, but they knew that I was back on, on drugs. And I was honest with them. And I just said, hey, look, man, I got I to gotta figure out life i have to i have to get clean i don't know how i'm going to do it i had done rehabs i had done 
you know, therapy. I had done medications. I've done self-help books and, you know, trying to do it myself and all of that. And so all of those things helped a little, but, but ultimately I would end up back on drugs and alcohol and, uh, to make it, you know, I'll try to go short on this, but I went to go see my doctor and, you know, I had this plan. I was going to go down to South America and I was going to go take ayahuasca and I'd heard you know, some, some good stories about that and I'm, I'm telling my doctor this and he's just kind of sitting there you know and after I told him he's like hey man maybe before you do that you know he wasn't being judgmental or anything he's right like, well, he's like why don't you come down to this, this 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 celebrate recovery meeting and as soon as I found out it was at a church I instantly was just like you know I'm like, ah, I don't want anything to do with that you know right. I was very prideful on, on what I thought you know I had this belief system that I just thought, you know, believed it and so I'd gone down there and, the, you know, basically my girlfriend dragged me down the next day. She's like, you know, I was like, I'm not going to go to that crap. And she's like, the hell you're not getting the car. We're going. And we argued all the way up the grade uh, to this church. And, and so I go in and um, I ended up breaking down at this church. Uh, years of trauma and abuse and things that happened to me as a kid just came up to the surface. Things I had buried for, for decades. And, uh, I left that church, man. Um, like I just felt like a different person. That's amazing. What was it like Christopher meeting this new person after years of working with the other I guy? Mean, honestly, I told him how damn cute he was for the per the last year. Every time I see him, I'm like, Jesus Christ, like damn Benjamin Button over here. Every time, every couple months I see him, I'm like, dude, not fair. You can't get skinnier and more handsome every time I see you from now on. That ain't fair. So, so I tease him about it, but I tell Travis, I, I always tell Travis, dude, we talk behind your back so much right now, but it's all like, oh my God, Travis is the best. Oh, amazing. That's amazing. Look how Thank good you, he looks. Oh my God, his songs are incredible. Like, there's so much talking behind his back, he has no idea, but it's all <laughs> nothing but love. It's incredible. Honestly, Thank it's, you, it's, it's been a life change for us, too. Mentioning uh, Shannon Hoon here, I was curious, Christopher, what is uh, the update on the movie? I, I know that was supposed, there was, there was going to be like a big premiere and show at the Stone Pony and all this stuff, yeah. and what yeah, happened? We're, we're, pretty, we're pretty crushed about that, and, and maybe that might be you know postponed, and maybe we'll get to do that, but that was the next thing that we were going to do um, was play uh this um asbury park has a film festival so right. we showed the film and then we were going to have an amazing you know epic night and we had actually a very very special guest i actually won't say who it was but it was a very very special guest was going to play <laughs> with us uh, along with danny clinch and the tangiers blues band who's you know those are you know family of ours um so it was going to be a great night but I, I think you know hopefully all that stuff gets you know, gets rescheduled. But in the meantime, you know, the movie, it's been exciting. This year's been really exciting. We went to Amsterdam and went to that film festival. And I think we won two or three. I, I've lost track. We've won some film festivals. And I tell you, man, it's been tough because, man, this movie's been going on for a really long time. And, you know, there was many times when I just didn't think it was going to come to fruition and it just broke my heart. Cause I just, what was holding it back? Was it a financial thing or it was, was lots it of things? You know what I didn't realize is how freaking hard it is to make a movie. Wow. It's really hard. And yes, financial, you know, that's one of the things, you know, just the mere fact that we have blind melon songs in our own movie 
costs us money. We have to then pay for the mat. So we have to go back to the record company and say, hey, man, oh, you know, oh, we owe you that much money for our own song. So, you know, it's just, it was a lot of work. And, um, but in the end, it's, it's going to see the light of day. And we did this deal with Live Nation and they helped us out. And, oh, wow. Uh, they, and then Oscilloscope is going to put it out, which is, you know, the Beastie Boys have a, some, you know, distribution company. Dope. So it's going to come out. And then we were on track for it to come out this year. And then I don't know what's happening now. But, um, you know, we're still asking people to be patient. But it's going to see the light of day. It's definitely going to come out. Thanks to everybody who contributed. I know there was a lot of frustration with people. Because honestly, people didn't understand, like myself, how long it takes to get a movie to come out and how hard it is and how expensive it is and all those things. Oof. I learned a lot, you know, but it's, um, it's coming out. I've seen the movie a zillion times and uh, it was fun going to the, you know, to the premieres and the uh, film festivals. So Speaking look- of seeing it a zillion times, I am curious though, as somebody who has a hard time, I'm speaking of myself here, sometimes going into the past and looking into the past and there you are looking at your past a zillion times is that challenging sometimes, or are you able to just love the moment the whole time? Gut-wrenching, gut-wrenching. Yeah. I, I worked on the film, and I did, I did a, a bit of the film score for it. So, um, you know, there were days when it just took everything in me to, to, to go to do it. And, and it's weird. I never could predict how I was going to feel. Sometimes I was like, Oh, cool! I get to hang out with Shannon, and you know, and I'm what because I was watching the movie as I was playing. I was doing the film score, so I'm watching these scenes and trying to create something that works with the scene and supports the scene and all those sort of things. And some days it was like, oh, how fun! I get to hang out, and then some days it, it just was like I just had tears, and I I'm just like, fuck, oh, you know, sorry. It was so hard. Oh, it's all good. <laughs> Are we allowed to swear these days on Zoom? You're um, fine. It was fucking impossible honestly there were times when it was just so so hard to get through and then and then i'll even say even at some of the premieres there were some premieres where i would watch it and be okay be able to get through it with an audience around and then one of the hardest times i had one of the last showings there was a bunch of showings in amsterdam and we all went rogers went nico went and stuff and um there was a few showings and one of the last showings was like a Sunday morning at like 10 in the morning. I hate the morning so freaking bad. So I probably felt fragile cause I was tired and I sat right beside Rogers. You know what I mean? He sat right there just like the stage. You know what I mean? He's stage yeah. left. I'm stage right. <laughs> and, for, and for some reason watching the film sitting beside him just destroyed me. <laughs> Something about being right there with him and watching it just, I can't imagine, you know, at that. Um, and I just never know. I never know how it's going to affect me. You know, when, when I watch it and I'm, I'm always kind of have my guard up a little bit. And sometimes I'm just super enjoying the film and I'm laughing at all the right spots and, but when I saw it that last time with Rogers, it fucked with me a little bit for sure. It just it, you know, it's a weird thing to process. You're watching your 20 year old self on screen, sitting beside the mm, right. 50 year old version of yourself. Uh, it's just weird. It just was confusing and weird. And and you know the emotions you were feeling at that time, and wish you could yeah. talk to yourself. Ah, man, it, it's 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 really. But I tell you, man, I'm so proud of the film. And I'm so grateful for, uh, you know, Danny, Taryn, and Colleen, the three of them. Uh, and I would even say Linda, too. Those four people made this film happen. And I'm 
forever grateful. It's an amazing film. It really is something special. I can't wait for everyone to see it. Yeah, I, I can't wait to see it. I can't wait to get new music from you guys. And in closing, um, since we have this connection, Travis, I was wondering, can end this and then maybe just shoot yourself with your phone and send me the video and I'll add it to this. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Are you I okay with just, that? I'm totally fine. Um, I, it just depends what you want to hear. Actually, yesterday I tracked uh, acoustic version of Sleepy House for Fred. He's been he's been on me about that, so I finally did that. So I can beautiful. Send that to That's you. one of my favorite uh, songs. Yeah. That's one of my yeah. favorite songs. Yeah. Say no more. Okay. We're done. And thank you, <laughs> right. gentlemen. It's it's really been awesome. And um, thanks, Chris. Thank you, Chris. You've been a good friend for, Jesus, a long time now, 20-something years, 25 years. So I just want to say thanks for your friendship, man. You've been, a, you've been a good guy. Yeah, my friendship with you means a lot to me, dude. I appreciate you, Christopher. Like, likewise, man. All right, likewise. man. Talk All to right, you guys, guys soon. Show us.